gangbang. Shot you dead. In the head. Hi, David. Uh, how are you? <laughs> well, are you? Uh, hey, Zach. I listen. I listened back to the to the first podcast, so I'm kind of shy about replying with a "Hey, girl." Hey, girl. No, I uh, listened back. My, to it. My I, I thought hey it was. Girl. I thought it was much better than you were making it out to be when you were talking about it with me over DM. You're like, it was so messy. I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, the, the first episode in itself wasn't bad. It's just the specific um, gangbang, shot you dad, blah, blah, blah. Hey, girl, hey, girl. My, hey, girl, it haunts me. <laughs> it haunts me. But, um, um, have you done anything shocking this week? Like uh, your remains aren't shitting on any more chairs or anything? Nobody's shitting in any more chairs, and we've actually been quarantining the whole week because one of our roommates had a fever, so we're pretty sure it's not Miss Rona, but we've all just been staying inside the house and being good, upstanding citizens. Uh, Well, I did too many poppers last night, and this morning I, like, felt, like, loose and (laughs) sick all day at work, so, yeah. (laughs) Great week for the two of us, as usual. You are so cursed, by the way. We need to talk about it. I am, I am cursed. We've never discussed this, but whose fucking tomb did I uncover? Um, What have I done? (laughs) What have I done? (laughs) What burial ground were you, like, stomping on? That chair that my friend shat on, what did that mean? What did that mean exactly? <laughs> what is the meaning? I, everything. The fact that, like, you had to delete your account on your computer tonight before we started. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, no. You see, you're putting it as I had to delete it. No, no, no. Just no, my <laughs> the Dell typewriter had to delete it. it. Yeah, my my murder she wrote Jessica Fletcher typewriter decided to do that. <laughs> uh, well, we have a oh, lot. Oh, this of is gonna stuff. sound amazing. Yeah, well, this is good. We have a, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. It was so funny, oh. like when we first started recording, because like not that much was going on, and like now too much is going on. So we had to trim content out of this episode. Yeah, we thought we were gonna do this. Uh, Twice a month, bi-weekly, because pop culture is basically <laughs> dead with Rona, and then all of a sudden, bam! It's all of the energy around the election just, like, concentrating on all of these, like, stupid manic celebrities, and they're just misbehaving. Meanwhile, Madonna's just taking pictures of herself in porta-potties, but, yeah. <laughs> She's like, everybody look at my pink hair, manic. everybody! <laughs> what look, election! I'm, out. I, I'm in L.A., can't you tell? Look! Oh, Diablo's on the couch next to me. Look at us go. Diablo hates her ass. She cannot stand her. She's just happy for that paycheck. You know Every it. single video of them sitting together, I'm like, how do these people have any kind of professional relationship? It's exclusively Madonna abusing her. <laughs> but I feel like, no, I, I, I totally see what you're saying, but I feel like it's like every, it's like two videos of Diablo, please, it's like, get out. Like, get get out. <laughs> and then one video of Diablo, like, living her best life. And then I, kind of feel I feel like, good about it. I kind of feel like Diablo Cody reminds me of my boyfriend in this context because I'm always, <laughs> like, shouting and screaming at him and going on these narcissistic monologues about God knows what, and he's just, like, sitting there listening and taking it all in. It feels very similar to that. I... I understand that way too, way too much. So let's just, let's just start. Let's just start. Yeah. Horror movies. It's October. Happy Halloween, David. Do you have a costume this year? A costume for what? I'm stuck in Italy. We're we're not, we're basically not allowed to leave our house after 6 p.m. So my costume is my bloated ass face. I was thinking you should be um, Aubrey O'Day this year. Is that a fat joke? It is. <laughs> what is going on with it? Uh, did she actually get fat? Are the lead pictures real? I think they were confirmed real, and yet it all has a really, like, high mystique sheen to it, doesn't it? But we do love her for outing Ivanka as a lesbian, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. 
Yeah, her little freak out on Twitter, like, last week was so hot. She, and I miss it. Like, I, I caught it, like, two days later, and I'm, I was catching up with all the, like, Baron's a cunt, Donald Jr.'s a piece of shit that hates his dad. Also, Ivanka's a lesbian. Oh, <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I kind of would buy it after that um, audio that leaked of her talking about how much she hates Christmas. I just, like, feel like Dykes kind of, like, hate Christmas. <laughs> it feels right to me. I, I, I trust it um, because the Trump family feels like that type of family that would see somebody like Aubrey O'Day just walk in the door and be like, oh, yeah, this is definitely somebody we can trust. <laughs> <laughs> How could you look Aubrey O'Day in the in the eyes in her bulging frog green <laughs> eyes and like be like oh this is a girl we can trust? I can't believe that someone who was a guest judge on Drag Race is politically relevant. What the fuck? I feel no honestly for anybody anybody under twenty, if not twenty two. Danity Kane is nothing, so she really is the the gif of the weird judge from Drag Race. That's who Aubrey O'Day is, basically. <laughs> yeah, that that's the extent of her relevance for a lot of yeah. people. <laughs> I just burped, mm. excuse me. I um it took us so long to get set up tonight that I drank like all of my highball before we started, and so I'm already drunk and ready to go. Um, well, okay, oh. I got a good transition. Listen to this. You're going to love this. Uh, the Trump family is a horror. Oh. And it's October, and we're going to talk about some horror movies very briefly. Look at Let's. that. Yeah, so uh, I watch... You love the Child's Play movies, so I've seen... I saw the first one a long time ago, and then I watched the remake in theaters last year, and then... This week, I watched the first, second, and third. You see, I think we've misunderstood the assignment. Because it's not that I love the Child's Plays movies. It's that I've just recently, for the first time, watched them. So I have thoughts. Oh. Okay, I have thoughts too. But I want to hear you because I always am shouting over you anyway. So let's start with Dave. Well, I mean, I think I think that's just the vibe that we're going for. Uh, yeah, well, but... I have lots of thoughts. So please go ahead. Um, okay, so for me, right now, so I watched the first four, you watched the first three, so I got yeah. up to the, to when they rebooted it in the 90s with the uh, Ch- Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. But the first three, the third one, why? Why? What is I, that? An army I watched that, it like, makes no sense. three hours ago, like, literally three hours ago. It's so boring. It's, it's not so scary. It's so bizarre. It's bizarre. Okay, that let, let's start from the child. Top. Okay, Child's Play 1. <laughs> yeah, it's about Chucky the the doll. And I thought that movie was pretty interesting cuz it it takes the really stupid like theme of the movie and approaches it very earnestly. So, it's kind uh, of like amusing to watch um post fact because it's taking the content really really <laughs> seriously but like what's going on is a complete train wreck a lot of the time so it makes for a pretty like funny kind of engaging experience i, I liked it quite it's, a bit i i thought i mean it's not it's not a bad movie by any means but i just thought watching it uh in my 20s um it just took out a lot of uh, also in 2020 it just mm-hmm. took out uh, that whole, like, scare factor, I guess, that somebody that would have watched it 30 fucking years ago would have gotten. Yeah. Like, I already know the context of the whole, uh, what the whole franchise would be. So, there's no mystery. Well, yeah, because and, um, I think everyone is very exposed to the Chucky image. Like, I hadn't seen a Child's Play movie before like high school and yet I still knew exactly who Chucky was. I see the picture everywhere, you know. So I think everyone kind of like knows like the the image of him or whatever. So actually going back and revisiting the movie was pretty bizarre. And it it it, it was not scary at all. It was not no. scary. I mean I'm a bit of a like I get scared easily, like jump scares and shit. But, I mean, 
what made me fall in love with horror, not horror movies, but slasher movies particularly, is, of mm-hmm. course, Scream, because I'm a fag. So that shit got, got me scared when I was, like, in, in middle school and high school when I first watched it, you know? Yeah. If I, if I was to first watch it now, it would not be scary. And Child's Play was not scary. But on top of that, the first one especially is very slow, and the characters are quite annoying. That kid is fucking annoying. Yeah, he, he's The mom awful. is a dumbass. And then what? the police officer, like... Yeah, but he's kind of hot, so like, I kind of let it go. I was like, oh, look at this himbo, like, bumbling around with his job. Yeah, but then in, in the second one, I actually started to like the kid. And then it's my yeah, favorite character, the, the, the sister and the... And the step, the, um, yeah, the, the uh, foster sister, the, the foster sister. Halfway houses are for drug badass. addicts like you, David. They're not for orphans. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm living currently, let's call it a halfway house. Yeah, well, I agree because I think the second Child's Play movie is. It reminded me a lot of the Terminator sequel, and that it takes like a lot of the basic concentrated ideas of the first movie and then puts them and in a, heightens them to a exactly good degree. It, it puts them into a popcorn context or whatever so i thought it's the, the second, alien aliens terminator terminator 2 i totally get what you mean because i yeah. think exactly the same it was so much more fun um it was just so much more fun, and the the characters are more interesting. Yeah, I liked like, all the characters, too. I think that the cigarette-smoking, like, 17-year-old girl in the <laughs> foster care system who's about to be kicked out, I thought she was, like, fierce. <laughs> like, and really the final fierce. set piece, the final set piece of yes. um, Child's in Place 2, ch- it's a blast. In the fucking yeah. factory with all the toys, that's a blast. Well, I don't even remember the the final set piece of Child's Play One. Is it is it in the apartment again? No, it's I, in the apartment again. And uh, one of the essential gags of the Child's Play movies is that Chucky dies and then dies again and then dies like five times more yeah. and then he keeps like jumping back with a, a fresh oh, new jump scare. Oh, that that's why I also like Child's Play Two. Does doesn't it begin with him being molded again with the blood yes, or something? It does. Like, that was a yeah. cool sequence. Yeah. Yeah, and I um noted this in my letterbox trivia, but I was like, you do this not. Do the- you have letterboxed? Yeah, of course I do. Oh, you fag. I know. Letterbox is only for faggots and really weird straight people. <laughs> oh, any bisexual woman it's who for uses e-boys. Letterbox is like in my bottom layer of hell. I hate everything they say on the app. And there's so many of them. Hi, Cole. He'll. Yeah, if you're Cole is a bisexual woman. <laughs> Oh, God. Happy birthday. Yeah, but what I noted was that I was like, oh, like, this is the first movie I've ever seen that has, like, body horror aesthetics conducted on a plastic body. And I thought it was disgusting and really interesting, especially in that that last scene you mentioned before. You're right. It was, and it was more satisfying than... Because the the whole concept... Because when I was a kid, like you said, you're aware of Chucky... And mm-hmm. the Child's Play franchise, even if you've never seen it, kind of like Scream or Halloween, you know, just they're iconic. Right. Friday the 13th, Nightmare, whatever. And when you actually get into the, the Child's Play lore, when you get into the filmography and you get into it, it's like, what the, <laughs> yeah, what it, the fuck is this? It's like, out there. <laughs> and is it, it, it's, it's in the, is it in the first one or the second one where they go into the voodoo, uh, the voodoo house shame yeah okay i was gonna say shaman but i don't know if that if that's uh it's a shaman you're you're quite close shaman Shaman. (laughs) it's the first (laughs) um wait i don't remember because i watched all of them in the last two days and so they're all blending together but i'm pretty sure it's the first one but i can't okay so the mom goes there that's the first one okay and like that's the lore, that's basically setting up the lore of the franchise, and you're like, oh, what? Because when I was a kid, I just saw like this jacked up, crazy fucking killer doll, and then like you actually start watching the movies, and you're like, oh, this man knew how to do voodoo, and 
suddenly he's in an army um, mm-hmm. <laughs> base. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, we, we both uh, kind of like the first movies, but by the third one, the franchise is just shitting its own pants when... Um, it's very interesting that the second Child's Play movie was, like, released in 1990, and then Child's Play 3 was uh, 1991. So yeah, but, they like, had the, months apart. The, but, like, it's, it's, on paper, it's a year apart. But if you look at the dates, it's, like, months. Eight months, yeah. So they yeah. had this huge gap between the second and third movie where it's, like, uh, literally an an eight-year gap, and all of a sudden, the kid from the first two movies is, like, in military school. Oh, okay, in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Yeah. In the movie, girl, hello. Okay, I was like, hello, we just said it's months, and you're like, yes, years. What a long Uh, gap. Yes, years. But uh, it's it's a really bizarre skip, and I was just trying to imagine, like, what it would have been like to be a moviegoer back then, and you go see Child's Play 2, and it's a direct continuation of the first one. And then you're like, okay, well, that was amazing. Let's go see Child's Play 3. And then it's just eight years in the future, like, when you're not even alive yet. But that movie... Oh, my God. Child's Play 3 is totally one of the most boring movies I have ever fucking seen. It is terrible. Oh, it, it was, is I mean, terrible. I, I kind of like the idea that it was trying to make like a critique of the American military system or whatever. What? But no, it, wait, it was... wait, 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 wait. Was it? I don't Not think really. it was. <laughs> I don't think it. I think it just used it as a setup. No, I, like, I agree. I think it was very conceptual. But I mean, I liked the idea. So I was like kind of vaguely interested. But it just keeps like throwing different stuff on top of that already very thinly sketched concept it's like okay military movie but the last scene is in an amusement park for some reason oh yeah they, they keep seeing from the hill and like we gotta go we gotta go oh and like i don't know i uh i think that chucky in the first two movies is He's more understated. Like, he has his, like, corny little faggoty reads. But then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then in the third movie, it's just all he does is just, like, give out these, like, corny, like, shit one-liners. And it was kind of... It was a little cringe for me. Yeah, yeah. It's giving very uh, Nightmare on Elm Street... What what is it? The Dream Warriors were like, Welcome to primetime, bitch! Like, (laughs) very that, but not quite as, like catchy or iconic just cringe that child in the third movie is way worse than any of the other children in these films um but because you haven't you haven't rewatched from right of after the third one they took a what three four year break a pretty long break i think it was a little yeah it was maybe like six or seven years yeah and then they only came back after scream came back So let's talk about Scream, because how can you be a faggot in his 20s and not get a hard-on for Scream? Yeah, I mean, my main question is, like, why are gays so into Scream? Because I Um, I love these movies, but I don't know what it is for me that's, like, striking. I think I I know. I think I know. Well, let's hear it. Well, it's, first of all, how meta they are. So it's a kind of like wink, oh, wink, yes. and like gays live for that shit. It's you the know, camp. You're a bit, it's the camp. You're a bit meta. You know who you are. So it's not like that full camp of like, like the child's play movies where like they don't know how camp they are. That then they have to retroactively get to the camp. Right. Scream, it took a much longer time for camp. child's play to get to camp than it did for Scream. Like Scream was exactly. immediately ready to immediately on camp. Itself. I mean, Kevin Williamson, he's a fag. He knew what the fuck he was doing. Make the final girl, like, just turn the whole thing on its head. And then you also, the actresses you got. Drew Barrymore. Rose McGowan, Drew Barrymore, Neve Campbell, and hello, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. She's a fag icon for sure. Yeah, the fags, I mean, for me personally, I I was going to preach, but really, let, let me just... Preach. (laughs) No, because I cannot say, I cannot preach the fags love Courtney Cox, because I don't know. But for me personally, it's Gail Weathers. I mean, to me... Oh, I don't don't give two shits about Courtney Cox outside of of Scream. Like, I don't 
Oh no, fuck. yeah, yeah, but I mean, in the characters. But Gail Weathers is the moment. Yeah, the Gail Weathers. I don't give a fuck about Sydney. Like you could kill her on screen five and it'd go, oh no, but don't kill Gail. <laughs> also, what what is the name of Gail's like uh, at first like potential love interest, and then by screen four they're married. What's his What's his name? Dewey. Dewey's hot. Wait, is it Dewey or is that from Scary Movie? No, no, uh, no, no, Scary no movie's it's Dewey. Doofus. It, okay, no, it's Dewey, it's Dewey, it's Dewey. Yeah, yeah. He's so hot with that mustache. Mmm. Mmm. Eat it up. And they were married, they were married. And they were They roommates. were, and then they divorced. Yeah. And but I think it's kind of well, sexy to get a, a divorce from, like, a hot cop with a mustache. I mean, I know it was not in the movie. No, it was. They did divorce, didn't they, in the movie? No, not in Scream 4, which I, w- I really want to talk about Scream 4, because... Iconic. Scream 4, I think it's shit. I recently oh. rewatched it. No, oh. I want... I, I have hot takes. Okay. I think it's garbage. I recently <gasps> rewatched it, and Scream 4 came out about the time that I had recently discovered Scream. So, mm. when I was like, I don't know, 15, 16, shit like that. Yeah. Then Scream 4 came out. So I was really excited about it, and I went to watch it. And in the cinema, it was a blast. One of the best cinema experiences. You know how you see, like in scare in Scream Two, where like people talk back at the cinema, uh, the movie. I'm sorry, and like no, no, you know nay. all that shit. Uh, I had that experience with the uh, Scream Four. That mm. people were like screaming back at the movie. It was a blast. It was so fun, and. I've seen Twitter be obsessed with, like, Emma Roberts' character and, like, just referencing constantly Kirby and just in general. But, now, what's the but here? That I recently rewatched it, and outside of that whole me being high on screen for the first time and me being fucking 16, it was ass. Okay, it was ass. To be fair, I actually haven't rewatched Scream 4. I've only rewatched 1 and 2 recently, but I haven't seen 4 like since I first watched it. So, you could be totally right. And um the things you were stating about like the Emma Roberts performance and that that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie is like the opening sequence in Emma Roberts, but I can totally imagine that it actually is not quite as good as maybe it holds up. It's it it does not hold up. That that whole meta oh we're so meta that we're extra meta and beyond meta because that's how meta we are in right. in this post meta meta post meta meta world well that's just, just the problem with as... postmodernism generally is that like everything once it acknowledges itself it just like consumes itself you know if it's like a franchise so it makes yeah. me very concerned about the direction of the franchise since they're rebooting it or they like doing a, yeah. a sequel or something. The 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 Scream Five people, it's the it's the Ready or Not. Um, yeah, well, Ready or Not was crowd. shit, so I'm very embarrassed. I if- agree. I totally agree. And on that note, can we take a break? Yeah, because I have to pee. Yes. So, uh, horror movies. Woohoo! We loved them. Watch Scream. Stream Scream. Let's talk about Trisha Paytas. <laughs> I would love to get Trisha Paytas. Okay, so she's been doing that podcast, you know, with that guy. The Frenemies podcast. Who is he? That guy. It. What's his name? H3H3? H3? Yeah, but who like is he? Uh, well, he's a pretty famous YouTuber. Well, I didn't know about him before Trisha Paytas. Did you? I did. Um, did you not? Did really? Not. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I get into my comfortable little hot pockets of pop culture that I love to just feed into whenever I'm coming down or hungover. I've got my constants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his old podcast at H3H3, I think it's that's what it's called. Yeah, the channel. Wow, that takes, that takes a lot of out of my mouth to say H3H3. H3, H3. H3. <laughs> My tongue is dry. Um, yeah, so I knew about him, and now here's Trisha Paytas. Yep, and um, it's, I don't know, like, 
I don't really care for the for him for H three H three or whatever. I think he's exceptionally bland. I whenever he's speaking, I zone out. But then when Trisha starts starting like st- speaking again, <laughs> and I'm like back in. I mean, I think that's the point of their prod, but it's a to mess. Me, to me, I remember my first experience with Trisha Paytas was when I was in university, and she was still pretty much, um, she was that bitch that could read fast. Like, yes. that was her YouTube channel. Like, that era. Yeah. And then I rediscovered her when she went on Celebrity Big Brother, Big Brother. Uh, yeah. UK. And first of all, hello, this is a shout out to whosoever production company runs British Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah. Please, please, please bring it back. I will suck. The dust out of your hole. <laughs> <laughs> out of the hole. No, see, like, a Celebrity Big Brother in the UK is the only good Big Brother, honestly. The rest of it is no. really tough to watch, but, like, there's been so many iconic moments on that show. And Trisha Paytas, like, really used that, like, medium no, to her no. advantage. She was a d- complete I, I disaster will, on it. I am going to disagree. I will disagree completely. You thought she was bad on the show? I thought she was fucking terrible on no, that show. No, I agree. Show. No, she was she was absolutely awful. She was poorly cast. It was a bad idea, but it was such a calamity. No, I thought she was perfectly cast. Success. No, no. She was perfectly cast, but she she squandered that opportunity completely. She could have been like Celebrity Big she Brother won UK. That season, I it's think. like it's like exactly. It's like two real celebrities every season from the states. Yeah. Then like some bitch from Dancing with the Stars, and <sighs> then like some Towie bitch, like some Oliwe's Essex or some Jordy Shore. Uh huh. And then everybody else <clears throat> is nobody. nobody. So for somebody like her, with her platform. And the fact that Celebrity Big Brother is all online voting and all that shit. If she actually had a fucking brain, she could have won that shit. Yeah, but, but all I she mean, wanted to no, do I, is I, I complain agree. and like, no, that that's when I lost. No, hold up, I I, I do agree with you because I do think that she could have done a lot more at the platform, but. I think her general chaotic energy in the very brief time that she was there, like, produced enough iconic moments that, like, she did her job. So, no, no. I have no I disagree. I, I, I disagree. I don't think it produced any iconic moments. What? When they're all dressed up as marionettes and she's having, like, a fuck... Wait. Is it- You're wait, talking that's- about Tiffany Pollard, you <laughs> fucking fag. You... Are you... How... Um, how... You fucking faggot. <laughs> How the fuck was, do you confuse I literally, fucking on my drunk iconic brain, Tiffany? Just, like, merge them together. <laughs> I w- if I could, I would fucking kick your face in. How the <laughs> fuck do you confuse the queen, the queen of reality TV? I'm sorry. With fucking I'm sorry. Trisha Paytas. I- I, I will do. piss on your grave, you fucking fag. Okay, because that that that's why I was thinking Trisha Paytas did good on the show. It's because I was merging her experience with what I know of Tiffany Pollard. Tiffany did uh, New York did the shit on her season. New I York know that. made that season. New New York uh, Tiffany is oh come on Tiffany Tiffany Paris Hilton can fucking choke on her fucking blood Trump money fucking yeah. cunt. Um, <laughs> who else? Omarosa. There's nobody else. It's only Omar. Uh, well, Omarosa, Omarosa she, Ross Matthews are on the show. Michelle Omar Visage. I will they, say it again. I will say it again. Courtney Act. I would fuck. I would fuck Ross Matthews. I would eat his ass. No comment. <laughs> I think, Girl, I what's think wrong got, with you? Ross Matthews. Do you want him to squeaking at you as you're like putting your tongue up there? Is that what you want? It's a kink. You like you like a squeaky fat fag. Is that it? Well, yeah, got it. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> <laughs> 
better than fucking what's the other one? Ronald McDonald? No, what's his name? The blonde one? I haven't. Uh, Carson Matthews. Oh yeah, he can kill himself. I could give less of a shit. Oh, I don't even understand why he's famous. What did he do? Queer Eye. We were oh, not. Oh God. We were, we Queer were too young Eye. For that. No, no. Every single celebrity producer from Queer Eye like needs to shut up. Like all of them, including the reboot. I just find that everything they do is like actually not gay. Like they're so like corporate white homosexual. It's like so CEO that like. Watching the show makes me feel grossed out. And I remember in college, a lot of my friends were like, oh, let's watch the Queer Eye reboot. And they'd have like little watch parties at their house. And I'd be sitting there as the actual homosexual in the room and was just repulsed by what I saw on that screen. I just feel really old by the fact you said college and Queer Eye reboot. Cause... Yeah, because that, that was like three years ago for me. So, sorry, girl, you're... You know, AARP. Was it really three point. years ago already? Oh wow, time flies when you love cocaine. Yeah, but you're still not thirty yet, so. No, it it it'll be a while till I'm thirty. Yeah, me too. So we're good to go. No, no worries. Uh, anyway, Trisha Paytas, uh, her podcast. What the fuck is going on with that? I, it's really chaotic and messy to me, and I think that Trisha has some brand awareness and like realizes that. The more oh no, absurd. she's a genius. I, I think that she is a genius because I think that she does understand like that the chaos gets her more attention. Like she posted that picture on Twitter today of uh, the her fingering herself and squirting with that thing in her pussy. So mm. I think she knows, but like. I don't know. I don't really actually like the content she produces because it feels because she's so like brand aware and like she's producing to her. She's image or... she is super brand aware because in the in the years that I've been aware of her, she's gone from oh I'm a book uh, mukbang um, vlogger. Right now she's she a, just now eats, she's like, a chicken fingers. So not a Vine star, TikTok star. T- yeah, Vine, TikTok, she's dating. She's a genius. She's a but mogul. also, I fucking... Well, no, I wouldn't talk about mogul because she's... she. Somebody like Shane Dawson, his fat, bloated Oof. ass, he, he really got the teenage girls creaming. <laughs> it disgusts me. All of these teenage girls who get, like, into the ugly overweight don't know how to trim their body hair gaze i'm like what's wrong with these teenagers it scares oh, wow. me i'm a teenage girl then do you like shane dawson no but you described if you were describing somebody that's not him Okay, no, but I, hard. It's different. I like a straight guy who doesn't know how to deal with his body hair, but like when a gay and like their little whimpery voice doesn't I am, know how I'm, it disgusts me. I am too me. old. I am too fucking old to get lost over a straight guy that doesn't know how to shave his shoulder hair. Rather get lost in a Shane does. <laughs> well, I appreciate the practicality. <laughs> I got less time to waste, you know? Like, come on. Yeah, your time uh, time goes by so slowly for those who wait. Guess I have to fuck Shane Dawson now. <laughs> and, I mean, speaking of celebrities and rich people, mm-hmm. what about Kim Kardashian hosting uh, a holiday event on a private island because she can afford to? Well, you know, Madonna did, did the same thing. That? Okay, well. She, she took all of her people away to, okay, here's my thing. If people are really that angry about it, stop talking about it. Because if you are still so stupid to fail to realize that controversy makes Kim Kardashian money, then mm-hmm. you're beyond help. Like, Kim Kardashian makes money every time there's a scandal off of her. And she had an vaguely innocent birthday party with her rich girl capitalist pig money and getting (laughs) angry about it on the internet is just feeding into the attention economy that she's going to make more money from. So if you really hate it that much, then just don't participate. And also I feel like this is one of those issues that doesn't directly relate to 
I mean, on a broader scale, yeah. Mm-hmm. But her being rich enough right now to be able to quarantine her friends and go to a island party, it, it's not... It's not that much of a broader issue right now. I agree. Like, it's just a systematic issue that's ongoing. Yeah, well, it's, the problem is It's not going to solve the that... epidemic, and it's not going to solve my health insurance or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like, she's rich. She can afford to quarantine her friends. And is it, do I like to watch it as I brought here in my bedroom? No. And do I get to channel all my hate on her? Not really. I mean, her dad is dead, so. I mean, okay. My thing about Kim Kardashian is that, like, she is a rich corporate pig. Like, we all know this. But I find her brand and her self-awareness to be, like, pretty interesting. And I think she has a really strong aesthetic eye. So, I don't think she's any worse than a lot of these famous people who participate in the same thing. But because Kim's whole like, media presence is her sharing all of her life with the world. Of course, she's going to, like, post about, you know, her island getaway. And she's going to get canceled for it. But the fact of the matter is is that all of the rich, famous people are doing this. They're just not posting about it because their brand functions in a different way. But I think think you said it best when you said, um, would you say, something about brand awareness or something like that? Like, in my most recent sentence that I just spoke? (laughs) Yes, in your most recent sentence that you just spoke. Yeah, I don't Um, know. (laughs) She, like, she's had the quote-unquote training for about 15 to 20 years. How long Mm -hmm. was that sex tape? Yeah, it was about 15 years ago now. Yeah, with that comes also the quote-unquote following, whether it's actual fans or just click follow right so she has the opportunity to in a way of like fail upwards i guess yeah. is that the right yeah. wording no you're completely where she right can, where she can pull a gaff and be like whoopsies and then still retain the following to to fix herself for the for the next time Right, because and this it's, is um, this is a perfect example of one of the times where like she makes a noopsie, but yeah, because I mean Twitter still... eats it up when people fuck up. You know, if you make a mistake, it's gonna get you more attention than like if you had been completely morally yeah, correct. Like if she so had only celebrated the, 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 like, like in her house, I mean, you know, like no I one would have cared on the Kardashians all day, every day. I will do it sure. gladly because, but. This, this, like, is it really one of those times when, like, Dua Lipa's been fucking traveling island to island all over the fucking world, London, England? Yeah, along with posting nationalist rhetoric on her Twitter. Oh, yeah, let's talk, let's talk about that. Actually, no, I cannot talk about that, because I, I, I'm not well-versed in... Well, I, um, I won't go into it, but her, her commentary freaks me out as a leftist, and... Uh, Kim, honestly, like, when she, like, puts her money into Armenia and into liberating people from prison, I'm like, I don't know. It's like a, like, whenever a celebrity does anything that's, like, for the masses, you know, it doesn't really matter, like, Wait, her liberating I for, I for, a few I, people. It doesn't really matter. I actually totally forgot about that. I forgot about the fact that Kim K is, like, studying to be a lawyer and she freed people with Trump and now her husband is actually running against his ass. I totally forgot to put two and two together. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing about that is, you know, everyone wants to say, like, oh, Kanye is trying to break the black vote away from Joe Biden. But, I mean, I honestly feel like he probably just feels like he wants to run against Trump. And it wasn't even real to begin with. Like, he got his name on a ballot in a few places. He's going to pose no political disaster. It's all these liberals who want to distract away from the fact that Joe Biden's platform is non-existent. And, like, the only thing going for him is that he's not Trump. Wow, that's crazy. Did you hear the new Ariana single? Yeah. (laughs) Did you hear Possessions? I have thoughts. Well, let's hear them. Um, 
I like it. I don't like it that much. Okay, here's my experience. It came out, Mm -hmm. but the time this episode will come out, it would have come out a week ago. So it came out. Okay. It came out a week ago. I watched the video. That's enough to say. Okay, so. The video sucks. That election season, she's going for that whole... Which, okay, no, wait, let's get, before I get into my thoughts, let's get into the video. The video that sucks. That video is cheap. No, I, I'm not going to say it's, like, ugly looking I will or say. anything. Well, I can, will say you, it. You cannot... I think it looks ugly. <laughs> I think it looks ugly. ugly. And she looks and like it looks cocky. <laughs> she's an old, fat cunt. I don't know. Um, I just, I don't really care about celebrities who are like, oh, I'm empowered woman. I'm president. I'm this. I'm, I'm like, oh my god. I could no, not I mean, care less. I, I think, I mean, you put that and then you mix it with the fact it's election season. So it's like that half-ass trying to be like, ooh. Yeah, very like, like half-ass. gaining controversy where it's like, oh, okay, Ariana Grande wearing some Jackie O shit. Oh, wow. I mean, like... I don't really love, I, I really hate, I'm not even going to feign it, I really hate when celebrities, like, put, like, these vague political ideas in their music videos, because if you're going to talk about your then talk, political I, ideas I, and be precise, you know? Like, I agree you know, with you. Actually say something, like, whenever I Madonna did this kind of stuff, you know, she yes. always had a specific point. Yes, yes. Stop being th- vague. If you're going to push an issue... Then push an issue and yes. be like upfront, Madonna, Beyonce. Like, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna say something, then like really push it or like put it there so that it makes somewhat of an impact. And this fucking half ass Jackie O bullshit, I'm also your chef. What the fuck? Girl. Well, the, the thing is, is to me, is that, you know, the entire political commentary from this positions video was already done when Lana Del Rey did it with that video with ASAP National Rocky Anthem. where she pretended to be the Jackie O position or whatever. And that was... <laughs> who would believe in 2020 I would be calling that video subtle? But that was way subtler and more subtle. thematically complicated than this very obvious ham-fisted shit that Ari is doing right now. But to be fair, Ariana Grande has never been a video girl. Like, she's never had an iconic video except for um, Thank You, Next. That was it. Everything else is, like, her in a studio or against some backdrop just, like, doing some pop girl stuff. (laughs) But, like, Thank You, Next was good. Everything else, no. In terms Mm. of video. Am I wrong? You're you're not wrong, but I would... I could argue that problem, that whole, like, black and white block, 60s, like, block fashion on her dress was kind of a moment for a little bit. Her and Okay, McGee I agree. It was problem. a fashion moment, yes. But to say it was iconic, that, I agree with you. That's a stretch. Like... Yeah. She, she's, like, thank you, next. That was, that was a moment, a cultural moment. The rest, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it happened. Like, what, you're going to show me and her that drag queen outfit and break free? Like, that? what is that doing for me? <laughs> that fucking season seven drag race outfit. Like, get out of here. Futuristic, like, promo shoot. Come on, we're going future. Yeah. Like, RuPaul uh, says a, a it's third, a, a third future eleganza. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, but the, the song's okay. Of, um, I don't hate it. I, speaking about it, I lost all thoughts about it. I don't know. I It's very immemorable to me. I don't understand why this is the lead single. I'm sure there's better songs on the album. I'm going to listen to it. I'm probably going to like it. I really liked Thank You Next. I think Sweetener's pretty good. Uh, I am always interested in what she's going to do, but I don't know. I think this is kind of a boring like lead single. I'm always interested in what she's going to do by her name alone. But when it actually gets down to listening to it, 
this to me is very underwhelming. It's fun, and I do, like, I've listened back to it, and I do like it. And it is fun, but like you said, as a lead, eh. And is this what your future album holds, knowing what came before? Uh, like, I don't know, it's not too too much of an exciting premise for a future step in your in her mm-hmm. career. And it's it's just Well, I mean, even when you like boil it down to the album artwork, it all looks very similar to what she was already doing, so it kind of hurts my heart a little bit that she wasn't able to like change it up or step it up in some way it it feels all very like what we've already seen so i'm looking forward to hearing the album i'm sure there'll be some good songs on it i just think that Mm -hmm. she's not really giving the moment so you're not the it girl right now ari trisha paytas so trisha paytas fuck you ariana grande um join p flag because of (laughs) your brother um adele on snl what do you think about that do you look that up uh, I think I have to pee. Can I pee? Okay. Um, we are back from peeing and smoking cigarettes. And uh, we're going to talk about someone who has a lot to say about Ariana Grande, which is the honest vocal coach. Oh, that bitch. That bitch. Um, that I cunt. Think, I think we were both exposed to her because she was talking shit about Madonna once. She, she talked shit about Madonna and her rabid-looking fuck bitch. Yeah, this this cunt. fucking UK bitch with her teeth all the way hanging over her chin. When people say, like, oh, all British people talk like this and they look like this, bitch, it looks like she's got fucking dentures for brains. <laughs> dentures for brains yeah th- this woman um well recently was revealed that she kind of before we get into the grift that she had with like her like um oh that she how, was how fucking telling it? people that she was a fucking psychic uh, psychic and she yeah. was scamming people on facebook yeah telling them like oh i could talk to your dead dad Fucking pay my ass like you fucking cunt. Yeah, before we even get into that, she's like a YouTube personality who does vocal analysis, I suppose, of pop stars. And she apparently had like a studio where she like, quote, trained, unquote, vocalists or whatever. And her entire brand is that she talks about you know, female divas who are popular in the gay community and, like, analyzes them. And uh, unexpectedly, she, with her unique look of dentures for brains (laughs) and her bizarre style of speaking (laughs) became very popular with the gays. And um, there was recently a Vice article published about her. Vice UK. Yeah, which, it was funny... Like, you could tell how how fucking, like, close-knit the, I guess, journalism, the media journalism in the UK is. Because they quoted some random fag that said, like, oh, um, I was one of the first ones to, like, push her into the mainstream because mm-hmm. I quoted her. And it's like, who, who the fuck are you? And then, like, they linked his name and everything, and it's like... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Did you click I in the article? I read the whole thing, girl. And it's like, the whole point of the article is trying to make an argument that, like, gay stan Twitter used this poor, unsuspecting woman as, like, an avenue for misogyny. Oh, please. Like, this poor, unsuspecting cunt was not <laughs> fucking, like, scamming, like council housing living bitches that like had no money to spend on like fucking groceries but like is my dead dad speaking to me please well fuck off like even after she did that like because she was obviously not famous for that but like she had her youtube vocal coach grift going for her you know 
And she figured out that the gays are kind of into it because she's really ugly and weird. No, but that's how stupid she is because let's put this into perspective. You've got somebody like Rebecca Moore or uh, Sophie Anderson. These are women who know how to do their job and then Mm -hmm. they get sucked into the faggoty scene and like... But meanwhile, this, this woman, like, directly produced for the faggot scene because she saw that was the uh, only people who were, like, clicking on her videos, so she started overproducing well, and writing all of her content for faggots. She, but she's stupid. She had no idea. And so the fact the that brains, this Vice article... I mean, the teeth, they, they take up space in her brain mm-hmm. space, so... So you know. then the Vice article comes through, and it's like, oh, th- this poor woman has been appropriated by the gays and is being bullied by her. I'm like, if you don't want to be bullied by gays, don't pander and create all of your content for them. Like, if you... And I don't but even think she, she didn't views know. herself that way. She didn't know. you. <laughs> um, where's your review for the for Hard Candy? I yeah, we, I'd like to hear your vocal analysis of Hardy. I honestly, who watches these videos outside of the faggots on Stan Twitter who are like laughing at her and are like using her content for like jokes? Because anyone who honestly watches that stuff, like, who the fuck are you? What's it's the thirty-year-olds that run Vice UK, apparently. God, anyone who writes for Vice in twenty twenty, I'm like, girl. What the that fuck is, is, like, Vice and Bitchfork? Bitchfork? It's so eight years ago. Like, I read Vice are, and are Pitchfork you, in high school, and then, are you, you know, I are became you, an adult, and blocked? I stopped. Are you are you blocked by Bitchfork's editor-in-chief? No, I didn't get into the attack on her like y'all did. I, I am blocked by Bitchfork's ed- editor-in-chief. I don't know. All of these publications and all of these people, including the honest vocal coach, like, Madonna is an easy target because she's literally, she's quite literally 60 years old and is still singing. And they don't, <laughs> you know, want to approach her. You're generous for saying singing. They only want to approach <laughs> when she's <laughs> speaking into a computer. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, Madonna obviously knows that, like, she's beyond the point of, like, being a talented vocalist. Like, she makes art that's not reliant on her talents as a singer anymore. Like, that's never been the point of her career. She's never been, like, Mariah Carey or any of these people who it's, like, the the point of their music is how impressive the vocals are. Like, the point of her music is what she's saying and, like, what she's trying to communicate on a thematic level. But people like the thematic vocal coach and these pitchfork writers are always attuned to just attacking her on that level. So, fuck them. Yes. Let's talk about our Madonna track of the week. Yeah, it's Bad Girl from Erotica. Yeah. I picked Um, the song this week because... You did. Um, I'm just gonna lay it all out on the pod right now. Uh, I let it go. I had an interaction with an ex-boyfriend, and it made me really sad. And I re-listened to Erotica in full, and when I heard Bad Girl, I realized precisely what that song is about in terms of its emotionality. And it's a song about a woman who is so hung up on a departed love that it leads her into making bad decisions. And I listened to that song, and it really informed my moment. <laughs> I feel like you wanted it to inform your moment. I did. I love to. I love to pick a song and be like, "This is this era's song." Like whenever <laughs> I I have like some drama, I'm like, I pick this song, and this is this is the song for the moment. It's my soundtrack. I pick it. I am the writer. I'm the editorialist. So what? <laughs> But, TBH, it is the moment. It's a great fucking track. David Fincher directed the video Hello. Starring Christopher Walken with Madonna. Hello. I think it's one of the best videos of her life. Yes, it is. No, but kind (laughs) of. Well, no, I, I do think it is. I think it's one of her most cinematic and narratively focused videos that she's ever done. And yes. the, 
the effect of the video is really potent and I love oh, the potent. visuals for it. I think it's it's very sharply directed. Even watching no, visually, it 20 years later, the sentiment remains the same. Sorry, no, 30 what, almost what, now. What gets me going almost 30 years later, uh, visually, yes, but it's the way that David Fincher told a story because Express Yourself and Vogue are extremely cinematic in the way yeah. that they're just oh, extravagant yeah. videos, especially Express Yourself. It's just extravagant. The budget... It's extravagant. Just everything is over the top and fashion and look at me, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, bad Girl, it's, you know, let me paint Madonna as a fucking whore. <laughs> yeah. And the other fact of the matter is that on the song, Madonna is also willing to write herself, you know, because I think Madonna has been for a very long time, honestly, since the first album. She's been aware of the fact that Madonna is a character that she's writing. and oh, to this day. Yeah, she, she knows it. And so when she did Bad Girl, she chose to put the Madonna character in a spotlight that's not especially friendly. It's this alcoholic, over-drinking woman who cannot stop smoking cigarettes and is hung up on these men who really, truly do nothing for her. And it's such a real and honest sentiment that it just strikes you no matter when you're listening to it. And the video capitalizes on it really well because it puts her in that role precisely and then no, but uh, that, shows, that, like, her death and everything. But that's the thing. It's it's one of the first videos where it's, it's a narrative through and through because her other Fincher videos have been more of a... of a visual storytelling. Right, but this is an like, actual, like, an actual this is like an, short story. It's like a short Exactly. It, it's a whole thing. You got Christopher Walken, you got her her ass being all like eh. <laughs> Yeah, and Christopher Walken <laughs> is basically playing, like, her guardian angel and he gives her the kiss of death. Um, what, what, what did happen to Christopher Walken, by the way? I, the last thing I remember him being in was uh, Hairspray. Hairspray? That was, that was, I was in middle school for that. I was as well. We were on the opposite ends of the middle school. I was like a entering sixth grader and you were on your way out, but. And I was was 35. (laughs) Yeah, my man at that point was like going on his 30s. And uh, meanwhile, Christopher Walken was just uh, waltzing up a storm with John Travolta in drag. Uh, Oh, John Travolta, his wife died. <laughs> when? Was that recent? Yeah, that, his wife died. Like this year? Yeah, Scientologist lost another angel. Oh, no. I, I just feel, I, I mean, if you had told me that that was like five years ago, it would have made just as much sense because his recent like film choices have been absurd. Oh, please, name one. Name... There, I you, don't you're remember saying the name, that like you're aware of his no, recent no, no. The, film the, the, choices. There is one movie Say that one. he did recently, Name one. and it's like famously bad. It's um, it's called The Fanatic. I think I'm gonna double check really quick. I think it's called The Fanatic, and he plays like a stalker in it, and it's uh, sounds like Scientologist a, a, propaganda to me. No, he no. It, it was like an earnestly made movie, and it received vaguely okay reviews. But he is overacting to the extreme in it to such a point that it is humiliating to watch. This was like Sounds two or like, three years ago, girl. Okay, wait. John Travolta. Oh no. Wait, why does it say I googled his name and then the first thing that comes up is an article from three days ago saying another death for John Travolta. Who died? Someone just had to let you know that another death for John Travolta. By the way, I was completely right. The movie (laughs) is called The Fanatic and it's from 2019. uh, Directed by Fred Durst who 
has done some other stuff, I guess. But anyway, that movie was kind of like famous in a trash sense. So, yeah. I was oh, his correct. nephew died. Oh, who cares? You were correct. Also, his nephew died. I am so sorry. Um, what's his name? Sam Junior. Sam Junior Travolta. I am so sorry that you died. Um, but also, I love Gang Bang. And with that said, fuck you, Cher. Oh wow, we're ending it right now. Um, fuck you, Cher. Well, no, I, I don't <laughs> want to. I just thought I would segue. <laughs> Are you going to leave this in? Um, Are you going to leave this in? (laughs) I have have a day to Um, edit this, so... Yeah, you made it much harder on yourself by cutting the conversation out of nowhere. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Cher. Fuck you, (laughs) Cher. Fuck you, well, Cher. I, honestly, if there was ever going to be a conclusion to episode two of Gang Bang, it would be that, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, would not that be it? I am slurring. I am... Everything is... A thruple. So, oh, thank you, Jane. Where did the and thruple you, come Cher. from? Because... Are you thinking about Derek Barry or something? What's going on? Oh, I I would love to fuck Derek Barry. Oh my god. First, first Ross Matthews and now Derek Barry. Like, what's next? I have, I have very questionable taste. I would, I would, I would, I mean, hello. Fucking. You gotta leave all of this in because people need to hear what you just said. The public needs to know. I am, I am a mess, and fucking, what's her name from season seven? Now she has an OnlyFans, and it's fabulous. Sasha Bell? Sasha Bell, I would, I would, I would lick the lint between her toes. Okay, I've (laughs) definitely put a few of her, pictures of her, like, flexing in a tank top in my bookmarks on Instagram, so I'm not going to contradict you on that one. Well, but now she's, like, only f- full-on OnlyFans. Oh, that's so depressing. Like, if you have to have an OnlyFans and you're on Drag Race, like, you are in trouble. Like, you can have one on the side and it's like, oh, like, this is another way to make money. But, like, if that's, like, it for you, like, oh, no, girl. You oh, no, are come in on. trouble. Let's, well, she's excused because it's been, like, about, what, five, six years yeah, she, she's. If excused. you were like on the most recent season and you got to sell pussy, then. Well, you know, Plastic Tiara has a controversial OnlyFans right now. Oh, I I did hear. About, let's talk about that. Yeah, we can talk about that. Let me. Keep, let me. <laughs> you you really have to keep the shit in of us pretending we're gonna end the pod, so it's oh, even uh, better. I mean, it's gonna be an extra long episode two, and we deserve all of it. Yeah, well, Placid TR got in trouble because a bunch of, uh, like, kind of social Fags. justice-oriented people on Reddit, some faggots, were, like, accusing her of appropriating transness for her OnlyFans as a form of making money. What? Yeah, this 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 is on the... I know that you're one of the mods on the, the Drag Race subreddit, by the way. I do know that. Zach, shh. I know that Wait, because what? What I saw no, you explain. on the Drag Race Reddit. <coughs> I knew it was you because you had chanted <coughs> you had the image on it. <coughs> Wait, what were you telling me about? I have no idea what you're talking about, so explain oh, it well, to me in um, the audience. I guess on the RPDR drama page, people were posting Oh, wow, about, I never heard about that. What's that? Never heard of that. <laughs> never heard of that. Uh, no. Yeah, people were mad at Plastic Tiara because of um, they thought she was like pretending to be like a trans girl or like taking the aesthetic of trans girls for her only fans. That part. I'm, I, I'm not allowed to comment. Are you shook because I called you out for being a drag race mod? I am an, I, um, have a Nagila Hava. <laughs> <laughs> 
plastic tiara got canceled for using her OnlyFans in a way that's kind of similar to how maybe trans girls would. And so a lot of people on Reddit thought that she was utilizing the audience that would usually be giving T girls on OnlyFans their money and kind of taking away from that. That That's the thing that also is kind of weird for me is that she photoshops the boobs on. Okay, then then I got it. Then yeah. No, because she literally does. Okay, then it's... Then, then I get the point. And I mean... At the end of the day, I think anyone who uses OnlyFans, I'm like, oh no. Like, oh, oh no. Like Trisha Paytas, let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah, bring it all the way back. Like, anyone who is using OnlyFans, like, no matter how, like, liberated you think you are, I'm always just like, oh no. Oh dear. <laughs> oh no, not fuck a, off, Zach. No. That's not a shared not opinion. I will distance you from that, but I, I really do stick to this. I think that OnlyFans is kind of sad. Unless you want to subscribe to Gangbang's OnlyFans, hello. Oh my <laughs> god! Patreon is Just over. feet pics only. Oh, should we do that? That's a great idea. Hello. <laughs> um, from next week on, we will be launching OnlyFans. <laughs> Only fa- <laughs> OnlyFans Gangbang feet pics. My feet are very subpar. I think. They have, like, a nice um, shape, and they're a good size, but I, I think that there's, like, a missing element for mine. I think my feet are gorgeous, so um, please pay for them, because there's a queue of older men that would love to suck on them. Well, I think, actually, if I did it as Langley Chi-Chi and not as Zach, then I think a lot more people would be interested, because a lot of people are into, like, cross-dresser feet and stuff. So I could maybe angle it that way. Well, um, there's no other way to end the podcast for me. <laughs> so um, I just have one thing to say. Fuck, Fuck you, share. you, share. Fuck you, share. Fuck you, share. Fuck you. Fuck you.